0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: Oh, come, let us adore
0: good neighbors Uh, today is the day the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it god calls us into god's presence with love god welcomes us as a mother welcomes her beloved children let us open our hearts to god's instruction let us be comforted in god's loving arms you are listening to a neighbors united in christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, and to Isaac Christensen, our recording engineer. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin and then through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by the Ellison and Burgett families in memory of Barb. And we want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. This uh, next week, we will be at Little Falls uh, for worship and uh, We'd love to invite you. That'll be at 9:30, and uh, look forward to worshiping with you either via here on the radio or at church. I also should mention that Steve Helling will be our reader and provider of the children's message this morning. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not gathered in a church building. God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to lay a cloth down and put a, have a candle and a cross to make a small worship space to enhance your home worship. You may also want to have Bibles on hand if you want to read along with scripture readings. Also, we'll be serving uh, communion. So if you want to have wine or grape juice or bread, that would be great. As we begin our worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God, love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour in the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God, the creator, Jesus, our savior, and the spirit, our breath of life. I'd like us to confess our sins and hear the declaration of forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another. God, whose reign is just. We acknowledge that our actions and inactions have led to the oppression of our neighbors. We have willingly benefited from privileges that cause harm to others we have failed to heed your call to lead them from a place of humility and to care for our communities in a way that makes it possible for all to flourish. Forgive us our fear of scarcity and love of power, and keep us ever mindful of the needs of others. I say to you, the reign of God has come near to you, and Christ Jesus, you are reconciled to God, and therefore God forgives us all our sins. Let God guide us to work for God's justice. Amen. We'll continue then with the gathering songs. Sweet hour of
2: prayer, sweet hour. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief, and oft escaped the tempter's snare by the reach. Our prayer sweet yeah. hour.
0: Continueth the litany for the day. We are God's children, wholly beloved. Like children, we can be obedient. We can learn kindness and compassion. We can share our things. God loves us, draws us into God's arms, and promises us the kingdom. Like children, we can be disobedient. We can forget what God has told us, We can deliberately ignore it. We succumb to the natural consequences of our behavior. We hurt ourselves and others. God loves us anyway, draws us into God's arms, and promises us the kingdom. Thanks be to our loving Mother, Father, God. We continue with the prayer of the day. You love us in spite of ourselves and pick us up when our poor choices get us into trouble. Teach us to follow in your way, that we might grow and flourish in all we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace or to bless yourself or bless someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we will turn to the Holy Scriptures, and Steve will uh, share the
3: children's sermon. The first reading is taken from the book of Hosea, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and offering incense to idols. It it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt and Assyria shall be their king because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. To the Most High they call, but he does not raise them up at all. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. It's mid-November. The evenings of cool temperatures and Thanksgiving is coming. The last time we spoke, we talked about God meeting us where we are. We're going to talk about that again, but a little differently. Does God love us no matter what? Yep. Is he always happy with what we do? Nope. Does he provide ways for us to do better? Yep. There are other people that know us and treat us in the same way. Do you know who those people are? Your parents. Think about it. They love us no matter what. We're not perfect. Sometimes we're good and sometimes we're bad. But they still love us and want the best for us. There are also rules we must follow, even though sometimes we don't like them. It is better for us to have rules so we know how to act and treat others. So where do we find rules and suggestions on how we should act and treat others? That's right, the Bible. There are ten specific rules that were spelled out for us. Do you remember what they were called? That's right, the Ten Commandments. Think about it. If we simply follow these ten things as well as we can, how do you think life would be for us? Better? I think so. Can you remember some of the commandments? Don't steal, don't kill, don't lie, don't want other people's things, worship only our God, and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy are just a few. Remember, even God rested on the seventh day after creating everything. So, God is like a really good parent and we are his children. The best part is, we are all God's children no matter how old we are. If we are faithful in our belief that God loves us and that his son Jesus died for our sins, he will never leave us. Have you ever heard someone say, have a childlike faith? That means to keep it simple don't make it difficult to believe very simple thing keep the faith i have a short message for the nuic parish confirmands you have attended sunday school and confirmation over the past few years your faith has grown as you have grown older this process i hope will never stop as long as you are interested in growing your faith god will meet you where you are. The world will work to erode your faith and to trust the world, not our God. Do your best to resist this temptation. Remember the stories you have studied, the conversations you have had with your teachers, pastors, camp experiences, and others in the church you have interacted with. It's as simple as one of the most basic stories that you know. Will you build your life on the rock of faith? the sand of the world. Be in the world, but not of the world. Rise above it with your faith. Your faith will give you perspective and a true path to follow that will serve you well. Remember to pray. Have a conversation with God and Jesus. They're always ready to listen and help guide you. Blessings to you as you open a new chapter of your life know that there are many people praying for you. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, help and guide us to be a child of God. Having faith is not complicated. Help us to understand the beauty of a simple faith. Please bless our confirmands, Alan, Riley, Wyatt, Presley, and Oscar. Watch over them, guide them, and grant them discernment and wisdom. Help them to build their life on your rock, not on the sand of the world. In your name we pray, amen.
1: Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by his grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world Jesus calls his children dear Come to me and never fear For he loves the little children of the world I will take you by the hand Lead you to the better land Jesus loves the little children of the world Jesus loves the little children Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus is the shepherd true, and He'll always stand by you. For He loves the little children of the world. He's a Savior,
4: great and strong, and
1: He'll shield you from the wrong. For he loves the little children of the world Jesus loves the little children All the children of the world Every color, every race They are covered by his grace Jesus loves the little children of the world
0: Well, today where you get to have confirmation here at Neighbors United in Christ. And we have five young people and Steve prayed for them. Uh, we'll be sharing some thoughts for them also as we go through the sermon. But I wanted to again mention their names. Ellen Bo, Ellen Bo, Riley Gagnier, Wyatt Langness, Presley Sarsland, and Oscar Troff. We're excited for these young people as they get involved again in the church in the coming days and years. I wanna share some thoughts. First on the the narrative, and I I struggle with what the narrative writes about this, but there's one thing that I really liked that they said, and I wanna read it for that purpose. uh, We know that God loves us all the way through. Uh, But there are consequences, and in Hosea, he was one of the last prophets to the tribes, and they did receive, or were soon after this, were put into captivity. So there are consequences, too. It doesn't mean that God stops loving us, even in the midst of, if you will, judgment. But because God has claimed us as children, we know that God will love us like a parent loves a child unconditionally. Children are portrayed very differently between these two passages. In Hosea, children operate with a very high level of autonomy and they use that autonomy to subvert God's expectations, to disobey God, to stray from God. Even in the Gospel of Mark, children seem to have Uh, no autonomy at all. They are passive throughout the story, completely subject to their parents who are bringing them to Jesus. And the disciples are getting in their way. They aren't trying to stray from God at all. In fact, they are very much trying to come closer. What's interesting is that God is not portrayed differently between these two passages. God is painted much the same in Ark as God is painted in Hosea. And in that consistency lies a promise for us. God will always lead with love for rebellious children and obedient children alike. God advocates for the fussy and the gentle children, the boisterous and the silent children. God wants only good things. God extends invitations to the ordinary, the innocent, and everybody in between exuding compassion where we might judge and tenderness where we might be tempted to go cold. This leading love, unconditional love, scripture tells us is unique to God. It is a love free from contingencies and expectations. It is a love that overcomes obstacles. It is a love that can balance disappointment, hurt and confusion without wanting to seek vengeance for any one of them. God's love is all at once preemptive and reactive which means that it doesn't really have an identifiable beginning or end. It always has been, it is, and it always will be. Jesus tells his disciples that the kingdom of God belongs to the children, to people like the children, because God's love has always been, is, and always will be for God's children, for us. No matter what kind of child you are, God will meet you with a love beyond our deepest understanding. Confirmation kids, I hope you hear that. Cause you're gonna go through the next few years in high school and there's gonna be a lot of times where you're tempted to feel like maybe God has abandoned you, but he doesn't. He loves you. He will always be there for you. The Mark story, I guess I, I thoroughly enjoy because Again, it's interesting how we, the older, react to the younger. We don't always allow younger people to be involved in ministry. We don't always want younger people to be involved in worship. I we say we do, but so many times the younger want to bring different aspects to worship. They want to bring a different enthusiasm. Isn't it interesting? Once upon a time, organs were considered evil and they didn't want them in the church in fact some churches built their doors so small that organs couldn't be brought in and then in the 60s and 70s many of us lived through the time where guitars started showing up and drums in the church and there was reaction to that these young people just don't know or even how we dress young people have a tendency to wear shoe tennis shoes or whatever And a lot of us older ones, it had to be a suitor. He just didn't belong. But we gotta be careful. What is important in a church is that Jesus meets us young or old as we are. He wants the young, the children, to be here. He wants them to hear and to know that we are listening to them. But most of all, we are listening to God. And that means they are welcome. We are so glad you who are in the confirmation class confirmed your faith today have made some commitments. We're just really glad you're here. Thank you for your witness and your availability to us to help us to change and to grow. And we hope we can support you in that process. And then, of course, we in the church have been struggling because we want people to uh, get into the kingdom of God the right way. So we have those who believe only in infant baptism, those who believe in only adult baptism. We have those that go back and forth between the two. You today confirmed or affirmed your belief that you belong in God's kingdom, that his promises are for you. And it's not so much how you get into the kingdom, but it's whether you are in the kingdom. And this we believe that we are in the kingdom of God, that God does love us and he has called us to follow him. And if we follow him, that means that's a daily process. Whether you're 80 or eight, the call is still, follow me. And I'm reading from Gerhard Frost homing, and there'll be a few little passages here. To follow him is to participate, not just to observe, to get involved in new meanings and concerns, new experiences and responsibilities. Now Gerhardt says talking about us older folks, no one is ever over the hill. That expression suggests that life is downhill the rest of the way. It implies that one's future is somehow in the past. Some folks seem to confuse retired with retarded. They talk down, look down think down to older people. They urge them to avoid challenge and confine themselves to busy work and hobbies for the rest of their lives. When there's nothing to stretch us, we shrink. When our initiative and courage aren't tested, we grow flabby and fearful. When we start thinking less of ourselves, we become less than ourselves. Recreation is fine, but it's not a career. Nor does it give life enough meaning. It can lead to an artificial and trivial existence and make retirement the hardest work of all. No one has ever had it when it comes to doing good or leading a worthwhile life. The Lord is always on the move. In order to keep us with him, we need to keep our spirits active and be willing to move beyond the nose into the unknown and untried. We must reach deep within us or within ourselves to find the trusting child who still lives there. The one who isn't afraid to take risks. The call is still follow me. The speaker is the ever contemporary Jesus. Now, one of the things you might say, I thought you were talking to the confirmation kids. Well, I am. Because so many confirmation kids, when they get done are done with church as soon as they make their promises. My hope is that you, like our retirees and as old will always know that God is always moving us forward, wanting us to deepen our faith, to grow in our faith. That's important in the coming days and weeks. We'll be looking for you to keep following Jesus, to keep growing and to keep challenging us to grow with you. we talked a little bit, and when we talk about confirmation, we talk about what you believe. And so many people are so tied while well that the, when we were in confirmation, we had to memorize this, we had to do this, and it was all about what we learned or memorized, the doctor, doctrine or dogma that we had to learn. And we thought that was the important thing. But as we've studied over the years, we found that that isn't. Because what happens is, if we don't belong in the community, Belief won't last or won't be there for us. Keeping the faith is first learning to belong as a follower of Jesus. That's why we sing that song, all are welcome here. We want people to know that they belong here, that they are welcome. And you, in confirmation, I hope that you hear that and have heard that loud and clear. Again, Gerhard Frost speaks about this, about keeping the faith. Paul says to Timothy, it's worth it. The foot blistering, lung stretching race is over. The finish line has been reached and the old man is saying to the younger, keep on the track. All your training and struggling will be amply rewarded. Don't be a quitter. Paul struggled throughout his life, not in order that he could belong to Christ, but because he did belong to him. Did you hear that? Paul struggled throughout his life, not in order that he could belong to Christ, but because he did belong to him. The good fight is defined by the life of faith, and this is the life of one who has received the family name in baptism, not one who is trying to earn it by winning special honors. Paul lived as one who belonged. He never claimed that everything was easy because he belonged with Jesus Christ. But he did emphasize that the pains and sorrows, the struggles and seeming losses all had meaning. They all led up to the finish line. They resulted in something significant and good. Therefore, or henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Paul had something to look forward to, his father's guarantee. We have the same father and we expect the same rewards. Paul's words to Timothy are full of meaning for us today, old and young alike, can begin, continue, and complete their ministry in this same hope. That is our prayer for you in the coming days, in the coming years. You know you belong, and in that belonging, you keep the faith. The last thing I want to uh, talk about from Gerhard Frost, he talks about uh, coming home to grow and why we come back to church and stuff. And I think most of you remember, and I think a lot of your homes remember the pencil marks on the door casing between the kitchen and living room in our childhood homes. But each mark signified the growing of a child. Gerhard says, I had grown rapidly and was tall for my age. I loved to read my initials and look down at the lowest marks. Was I ever as short as that, I would ask? I was proud. But then he says, but there is no pride in growing in grace. The spotlight isn't on me, but on God. Not am I taller, kinder, more honest, more patient, more courageous. No, the light swings away and turns on him. To him be glory, both now and in the days of eternity. Is my God bigger today than he was a year ago, five years ago, or ten? Do I trust him more? Do I learn more to leave, more to him? Am I less tied up in myself? Grace, what is it but God's loving activity in my life? To grow in grace is to see more and more clearly the moving finger of the one who writes the story of my life. I praise God when I forget myself and I grow in grace. May you grow in grace, or you looked at what a great God you have. And lastly, I'd like to say, and this was one from Live Today, Reuben Ruben Youngdahl Nelson wrote this book back in 1950s, late 50s, a devotional, and he speaks about a Peter Eldersweid uh, who draws attention to the fact in the year 1768, one of our encyclopedias devoted only four lines to the word atom, but five pages to the word love. In its latest edition, the same encyclopedia devotes five pages to the word atom, but astoundingly enough, completely ignores the word love. Perhaps this is evidence of what is happening in our world. We have become masters of science, but victims of hatred and envy. We know much more about how the universe ticks than did our ancestors, but we still have not learned to live peacefully in it. We are wise people in our learning, but so often we are fools in our living. You see, love is not a virtue to keep uh, stored in a gilded box to be used only in cases of emergency. It is something that must be in evidence every day. Instead of making a spectacle of itself, love works quietly like the breath of our being. It is made to play a vital function in our every avenue of our living. Love, as to our fellow man, is never wasted. For in the same measure as we give, we will receive. What are the two great commandments? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. All those promises that you've made earlier about what you wanna do as a believer in Jesus, if you know nothing else from confirmation, know these things, you belong You are loved, but more than that, you are found in God's love and you are called to love, to love God and each other. And when things get tough and you can't figure out what to do, and it seems like there's no hope, remember that word love. Because if you can love as God loves you, you will grow in grace each day and you will make a big difference in our world we are thankful for you for a god who loves you and us blessings so you can be a blessing amen
2: living for jesus a life that is true Stri- In all that I do Yielding allegiance Glad-hearted and free This is a pathway Of blessing for me O Jesus, Lord and Savior I give myself to Thee thou in thine atonement didst give thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee. Living for Jesus Who died in my place Bearing on Calvary in my sin and disgrace Such love constrains me To answer His call Follow His leading Thus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee. For Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself to me. I know no other Master, my heart shall be Thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live. O Christ for Thee alone Living for Jesus Wherever I am Doing each duty In His holy name Willing to suffer affliction A part of my cross O Jesus, Lord and Savior I give myself to Thee For Thou in Thine atonement Didst give Thyself for me I own no other master My heart shall be Forth to live, O Christ, for Thee alone. Living for Jesus through earth's lips, Lord and Savior I give myself to thee for thou in thine atonement didst give thyself for me I own no other master my heart shall be thy
1: throne
2: my life I give henceforth to
0: Let us confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead.
1: Listen to your children pray. Lord send your spirit in this place. Lord listen to your children pray.
4: that God's justice is sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Mothering God, just as Hosea's prophecy describes, we often go astray, turning willfully to our own ways. Call us back into your loving and forgiving arms and keep us on the path you have made for us. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. All creatures are your beloved children. Make us to cherish them as you do, that we would work for the protection of critical habitats throughout the world. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Keep the needs of children at the forefront of the minds of all our leaders, that they would work tirelessly to ensure that all children have the opportunity to grow and flourish. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. You hold all your children in loving arms and fold all who suffer illness in body, mind, or spirit into your healing embrace, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trof, Jim Wade, Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Krarup, Randy Goblin, <coughs> Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Dave Christensen, Ron Wilson, Jean Hoisington, Haleyan Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, Dean Muse, Jocelyn, and Mindy Spofford. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for all who engage in theater arts actors, directors, co- co- costume—excuse me, costumers, and more for bringing to life productions that uplift us or make us deeply thoughtful. God of justice and mercy, hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember all the saints who nurtured us in our childhood, teaching us the way of Jesus and helping us to grow in the faith. Help us to follow their example with our own children and those in our faith community. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we turn all these things over to your tender care, trusting that you hear and answer all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen.
1: And do your children pray?
0: continue with the morning offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the Church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, a synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassionate Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Now we will celebrate Holy Communion as we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body broken for you. After supper, he took the cup and he said, this is my new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer And as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ, broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ, shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you unto life everlasting, amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace, amen.
2: Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Be
0: for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in neighbor Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.